Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey everybody, it's TJ Majors, it's part of the 22 Cup Car, 25 Truck, and a little bit different show today. That's the first time you've ever said, it's TJ Majors. You usually say, I'm <laughs> TJ Majors. It's today. So it's good to be beside of TJ Majors, Brett Griffin, Spotter, Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, Myatt Snyder, thanks to One Main Financial for bringing the show to you guys. We've got a, a, a good-looking co-host today. but Not, not as good-looking as the, the normal. Not as good-looking as the normal. You could tell by the voice he just portrayed yes. that we were A little that. deeper. A little deeper. And a lot larger. <laughs> I'm like the Pontiac host. I always kid. People say, hey, you know, what's the difference between you and your Dillner? I'm like, I'm the Pontiac Dillner. I'm wider. Yeah, yeah. Your brother's tall, man. Yeah. Y'all both tall. Yeah, if I was, How tall if is I was your short, dad? I'd look like a Hershey's Kiss. How tall is your dad? Is he tall? <laughs> Yeah, he's about six four. He yeah. was about six four. Yeah, yeah. Y'all are big boys. Oh yeah. How's well, how is Dillner doing? I hadn't seen him in a long time. Dillner, meet me. No, the other. Dillner. Oh, that other Dillner. Yeah, I was I doing great, man. Speed fifty one deal. Yeah, and uh, working short track stuff, working ARCA, uh, doing the telecast for Mav TV with that. So it's uh, great to see that wow. Speed fifty one deal is awesome for people like me that love Dude. grassroots small town. People like racing. you that travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big you ever watch Speed fifty one? Yeah, they they do. Um, they do a lot of good stuff. Um, there's a lot of short track races that you wouldn't really know about. And because of them, they're actually on people's radar now, and you actually get to enjoy the event without um, going there. So there's a lot of events they cover. Um, they've been I, – I saw him doing some some dirt racing last week. I saw him at a dirt mo- or dirt late model race. Cherokee? Uh it was on. It was on Map TV. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a pretty big race, I guess. Yeah. There, it was uh, entertaining. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of things you get to enjoy that we really wouldn't get the chance to um, to enjoy without having that Speed Fifty One stuff. Yeah, Memorial Day yesterday. Oh yeah, what you yeah. guys do? Man, I just kind of chilled out. I had a buddy of mine come into town that's in the army. He's a paratrooper from Fayetteville. He's an eighty second nice. airborne, and uh, man, they're crazy. I mean, <laughs> he had a jump this morning at uh, five a.m. You know, at, at hmm. a thousand feet off the ground, he's going to come barreling out of the back of a plane. He wasn't jumping with gear, so he was literally acting like it wasn't a big deal. He's like, "Man, I don't have any gear on. This is easy. I just show up and jump out of the plane, land, and I'm done." And I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds like a normal day for most Americans." But it was cool to spend it with uh, with a guy actually in active military. You know, given the fact that you're you're remembering the guys that, and girls that aren't still with us. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, but we just chilled out, man. Had a couple beers by the pool. 
Yeah, we uh, just had a little bit of uh, catching up on some birthday parties. Um, we had go back uh, to a Great Wolf Lodge. No, we um, <laughs> we took Scarlet Brad there. They have the, my daughter and his daughter are the same birthday, so we took her present. They swapped gifts. That's um, cool. Yeah, and then um, that's kind of it. It really wasn't a nice. It really wasn't a nice day to grill out. I mean, we grilled out a little bit, but there really wasn't a nice hot day that I think everybody would have enjoyed a little bit more. But um, a little bit of rain, but yeah, we didn't we didn't do a whole lot really. Yeah, I think it's cool on Twitter the amount of people that respond that are in the military when you send out a you know a a tweet or a message basically mm-hmm. saying thank you. You know, oh. there's a lot of people that listen to to this podcast and that are following us on Twitter that or in the military, or were in the military and are veterans. So I, I think, you know, we did that NASCAR Salutes program this weekend at the track honoring man, soldiers awesome. and their families, man. It's bone-chilling, you know. I mean, you, you watch that go down, and it literally just gives me chills, man. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, what NASCAR does to, to remember, and that's the thing, too. You look all over Twitter, and there's people that thank veterans, and it's awesome to thank veterans on Memorial Day. But, uh, you know, some of the some of the tweets, some of the things on social really nailed it because it, it's really a day of remembrance. Not just, It's not Veterans Day, no, man. No. It's Memorial Day, and it's it's designed to to pay tribute to those who, who paid fallen. the ultimate sacrifice. And NASCAR, man, I'll tell you, this is weird for me being a fan almost uh, right. uh, on Sunday walking around the track yeah. and seeing the names on the cars and having a different perspective than what I uh, have been for 19 years as a media member. Right. And uh, it's unreal uh, the amount of respect, the undercurrent of respect in our garage, and you see it on TV and everything. Yeah. But, yeah. man, we had, a, we had a good time this week. Besides that, man, there was JRM Fan Day. We did. I think Jason's got some clips he's going to play. I guess it's our mm. highlights. It may be lowlights. You never know with us. <laughs> I don't think we ever have highlights. Oh, plenty <laughs> of highlights. Yeah, we've not made one highlight in 101 there was shows. there one highlight of the day, it would have been your dirty-ass blue shoes. <laughs> hey, guess what I bought yesterday, or my dad bought for me yesterday. New blue new shoes? Blue shoes? No, Wait, I your dad him. bought you new shoes? You didn't buy them yourself? Yeah, he. I, when he comes into town, I'll use up some free, get some free stuff. <laughs> College yeah, kids got to do that. Yep. <laughs> so I got some new shoes. Perfect. You know you can wash them. I know. Are they I blue? I wanted new shoes anyway. No, they're uh, kind of gray. So you're going to start wearing gray now? Uh, to match well, everything's going to be gray yeah i've got to use my nice shoes while i'm here and i'll mm. wear those when i do other stuff yeah. so you mm. got two pair of shoes two that's it that's it yeah. mm-hmm. i knew a guy one time that had one pair of jeans yeah I'm like what are you crazy yeah how many how jeans? many pairs of short shorts do you have brett griffin a bunch <laughs> i hate jeans <laughs> jeans are too hot man they're not comfortable jeans like- are pretty uh <sighs> man <laughs> I bet you, you know, we're at the track 160 days a year. I bet you I wear jeans twice. Yeah. And it's on days that are, it's in its 50s and I can deal with it, man. Because if it's over 60, I'm out. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got the pants that we get that are, that are, um, they're fairly thin. They're not bad. Um, but man, it would be nice to, it would be nice to have, um, you know, khaki shorts type things approved. Yeah. Is there a segue, oh. is there a segue we could do here? Speaking of pants or lack thereof because she doesn't wear pants all the time Who? you guys did talk about you talking Danica about? Patrick she in, didn't in wear your, pants in your outside show I mean uh, there in, you know we had it here at JRM fan day man there was like tons of race uh, fans here listening to it and you yeah. guys sure fired them up uh you want to roll that first clip about Danica great I uh know Danica I got to work with her when she was here so how I got well to... do you know her <laughs> she's uh she was a lot of fun to work with. Oh, how much fun? Um, a lot of fun. <laughs> so, um, you know, I got to know her, and she's a great – like, I, I'm excited to see her do this. She's got, a really, she's got a really good personality, <laughs> so I'm excited to see her get up there and, 
and make some jokes and do this show. So I think it'll be. Uh, I think it's a good idea to put her up there. What was her biggest asset when you worked for her? Personality. How oh, nice. Brett, we have to keep it going. We cannot cut the show out. <laughs> oh, sorry. TJ. You so, yeah, really so you're talking about the ESPYs. She's T- hosting the yeah, TJ never answered any of my questions about her. Did you see how he just ignored all that? <laughs> yeah. Politician. I don't know. Your, my head, your mic wasn't coming through. <laughs> I'm um, sure that's what happened. Yeah, your mic wasn't coming through. I still didn't hear it. Yeah. You're still excited anything. to see Dan host the ESPYs? I'm excited. I think she will do a phenomenal job. I think she'll do a great job. I think job. she will, too. Yeah, I think you're. I think we might get ready to see a Danica. Um, I think we might see a, a different side of Danica come out now. Um, if she's gonna start doing things like this, we might see a different person um, come around. Uh, but we'll see. She can only monetize her personality and her brand at this point, right? She can't yeah. monetize her ability anymore to drive a race car and go out and be an athlete. She has essentially taking her helmet off and we all know when you take your helmet off for whatever reason you're just not as big of a deal to to the to the sport and and the fans that have followed you so she's gonna have to be a little more humble and a little more chill and a little more gracious to to be able to do that in my opinion i think she'll be i think she will stay relevant longer she's got enough stuff going she does in the background already that she'll That'll come, you know, we'll see more of that come up. But she's got enough personality and enough uh, enough of that going on that I think she will. You know, there's some guys right now, if they they quit racing, we, we they fall off the radar. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. All right. So you guys also raced in a go-kart race last week at GoPro. And then right. had some words about Spotter it. Spotter race at GoPro. I have heard some stories about this one. Please explain. You want to go first or what? <laughs> I had fun, man. You go ahead and tell them, and I'll tell them the truth. <laughs> I had a good time. Uh, I ran next to last in the first race. First of all, it's a weight thing, right? So, TJ, what do you weigh? We let up. So, we get on a scale, so oh, we're pretty close. Oh, God. We let up, and the scale was wrong. The scale said I weighed 250, and I weighed 220. So, what did the scale <laughs> say? You weighed 220? It said I weighed 250. And you don't weigh. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyway, the go-kart race is fun. They do a big deal out there called the Little 600. Um, I certainly didn't have a good showing, but I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. I left there two years ago with a broken rib. So the guy that wrecked me, every time I saw him, I wrecked him. And I told him I was going to wreck him every time I saw him. Do we know who this person is? And I did wreck him every time I saw him. And the last time I wrecked him, I flipped him off. So I I, I had a good time. Uh, Of course, I I think we should reveal it. You're talking about Ford Martin. Right that's, that's probably accurate. That's probably accurate. <laughs> uh, I talked to Ford on Saturday before the Xfinity race. Oh, yeah, was he sore? <laughs> he was. Put it this way. Okay, if you're at a go-kart track, right, and you're not watching, I'm sitting there with my kid and my wife, and you hear somebody wreck, <laughs> you know they wrecked hard. You know I mean, it's bad. I'm talking, I'm like, I look up like, man, this is not good. And uh, oh, I saw it. He I was pissed. But um, he can get you know, I talked to him on Saturday. He was he wasn't as pissed as I thought. But I heard his dad might be a little ticked off. I didn't see the one of them come up. You to didn't me actually do off. it. You didn't even wreck him. It was Campbell. That I wrecked, wrecked him four times. Four times. Campbell wrecked him the big Campbell time. Campbell wrecked him the big so time. So this was premeditated, though. I can't speak for Doug Campbell, who's <laughs> for Casey Kane. He, uh, I can just speak for me. All of mine were intentional. <laughs> hey, man, he owns it. I mean, I, I put him in the grass once. That's the only reason so I got the wreck him the first two, time. Three, four, five. <laughs> so that's six times that poor Ford Martin got so, wrecked. So let's recap is the first wreck. So, so the first race, 
And here's the thing for me, man. As long as I'm in the draft, I can kind of keep up. But the second I lose a draft, oh, yeah. I'm screwed. That's and literally, people don't think a, a go-kart that'll run 50 miles an hour creates a draft, but it mm-hmm. does. So TJ, I was, it was TJ and then, it was, I'm sorry, it was Ford and then TJ and then me in this first race. And TJ caught him and run him in the grass. Well, when TJ run him in the grass, that's the only reason I caught him. As soon as I caught him, <laughs> bam, I dumped him. So after the thing, I was like, hey, TJ, thanks for uh, wrecking Ford, man. It made me be able to wreck him again. And TJ was like, I didn't really think I wrecked him. I which is typical TJ. He's not going to own anything, right? That was. He's in the dirt. <laughs> He's in the I was dirt. Like, TJ, a bit. you put all four tires of his in the grass. He's out there in the grass bouncing and carrying on. <laughs> and the second he I came back it. on the track, I cleaned him out. <laughs> Gone. Well, I mean. Thanks, dude. I owe you one for that. Yeah. Uh, so. Is he going to get back at y'all? What do you think next year? There's, How? Uh, yeah, there's way too many of us. How's he going to get back at us? <laughs> We're a fraternity, Dillner. Come on. There's, yeah. I weighed, poor, I was under, Ford. I was under 200 two years ago when I did it. So I was able to keep up with those guys. And I was running, I think, fourth or fifth out of 14 of us. On the first freaking lap, he wrecked me. And Eddie DeHunt drilled me in the side. And Eddie was running like 12. So he really had a lot of momentum coming through there. <laughs> and when he hit me, I was like, oh, my God, I can't breathe. He hit me that hard. And it broke my ribs. And I was like, if I ever see this little <laughs> again, I'm going to spin him out every time. So the first race, I wrecked him. And we got off the go-karts. And I walked over to him. I said, I'm going to wreck you every time I see you today. <laughs> so you literally told him that? And he said, oh, congratulations on winning Martinsville. I said, I'm going to wreck you Every time I see the back of your helmet today, I'm just telling you, and I did. <laughs> I don't oh, know if he'll God. ever. I don't know if he'll ever finish a spotter race there. I don't think he will. <laughs> if he gets out front, it's not going to matter who it is. They're gonna they're gonna take care of it. So the, the next second he, the second heat race, he started on the pole when I started second. The very first corner I sent him, he didn't even make a corner. I wonder why everyone just keeps taking him out. Like, wonder maybe because he's like he weighs eighty pounds, soaking wet, and everybody knows he can run circles around him. Because at GoPro, man, he told maybe me he weighed like a hundred seven, and I watched him get on a scale, and it said one five zero, and I was like, "You little, you're trying to get away with stuff, and you're thirty pounds already." Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I hope next year we have a, a a bigger field, and I think we can of um, normal full time cup spotters because that. It would be a lot of fun to get. Most of these guys don't want to show up because they're afraid. Because they're heavy. Well, yeah, and they get their of feelings hurt. Be, be Honestly, yeah. that race, that race we had was actually pretty good. We had really um, good. Yeah, everyone was craft cool. one on the first lap, yeah. and then you guys had a battle <laughs> to the finish that was amazing. But I mean, it, it's it's fun because we make it fun at that point, yeah. you know. And that's all we really need to do is go there and, and make a fun race out of it. So not get serious. Yeah, but I, I, I like Ford. I don't have anything against him, but he broke my ribs, and I'm an eye for an eye guy. <laughs> Then I got him back. So you didn't I'm, get his ribs though. So, well, so is I, it not finished? I'm, no, I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> my Ford Martin wreck fest is over. And uh, if he ever touches my go kart again, I'm gonna start it back up. I don't know what's worse in his mind, Ford Martin or Cali people. Roll it. So I would, I would, I would put a mile and a half out Northern California somewhere or something like that. California people are really weird. <laughs> We're I'm not, not going back to California. I can promise you that. I uh, I don't bet. understand how we're not in Nashville. I bet he goes to and Sonoma. I, <laughs> I, I, I have to go to Sonoma. You said you're not Part going of my to job. California. I know. They're weird. <laughs> uh, Anybody from California? I have cousins in really California, and they're are. weird. Yeah. I, I don't care if they're in California. They're maybe, probably weird if they are. Maybe people uh, think South Carolinans are weird. South Carolina people are weird. You are the watermelon <laughs> capital of the world. We're the fun weird. I just want to know, like, 
I, I'm scared to ask why you think California people are weird. Scared they're, to ask. They're super liberal. That's super weird to me. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? I said I would put a mile and a half. I didn't mean a mile and a half. I, I put either a plate track or a short track out there. Not no mile and a half. Wouldn't yeah, mile you? and a half, so it might be plate tracks. Soon. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, they may be, there may be plate tracks coming oh, soon boy. for sure. No, I, I, listen to me. I, I like racing in Fontana. I like going to Sonoma. But we all know, Until the, we Calif- pave it. We all know the California and Colorado are full of super liberal weirdos. So <laughs> I can say that because I'm – that's what I think. Because you're a conservative weirdo? I'm a semi-conservative weirdo. I'm not a, like a crazy <laughs> right-wing conservative. All right. We got fan. We had a fan question from the crowd. So this was here, a good one. Here's one from the um, Travis, who's been on the show before. Um, yeah. That's it. Hopefully, it'll work out. Hey, make sure out. this guy asks a question. I reckon sure. that's Kristen's boyfriend. <laughs> oh, that's Travis. Travis. Travis Campbell. Yeah. Not Campbell, it j- is it? Is yeah. it Campbell? Jason, is your phone case blue? Yeah. Sorry. I saw nice. blue. As is my pen. Good job. Oh, look, a squirrel. Uh, who throws better tailgate parties, SEC fans or Bills Mafia? <laughs> we know the answer to that. Yeah, I don't. One of them's on Twitter every week. One of them's not. So, so have y'all seen the YouTube videos from these Bills games? I'm a huge Buffalo Bills fan somehow. I don't I know because they You suck. don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me something that I have not heard. So, um, But, hey, I've been to a lot, of, a lot of Bills games in the 90s, and they were a lot of fun. So, no, I did not go through any tables. Um, but they, it's a fun time. They have the stadium up there is really old. It's surrounded by a huge parking lot, so everybody tailgates right there, and it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, it's just a lot of fun. They might get a little wild. Tailgating anywhere is fun. You guys tailgating this weekend? Anybody? Yeah, one person. Yeah, <laughs> big party crowd. All I know is I want to know if you've ever done. Have you ever? You're a Bills fan. I'm a Bills fan too. Before I moved here and became a Panthers fan, have you have you ever seen that deal where they squirt ketchup and mustard mm-hmm. all over that dude? Did mm-hmm. you get to do it? I never did it. Uh, there's that's like a bucket list thing, man. I don't like mustard. Bills fan. Um, so they got yeah. eat it, or they just no. This old guy gets out there in the yeah. parking lot and Every he game. lets people uh-huh. douse him in like like. There's 50, 60 people out there dousing him in ketchup and mustard, and he's just like ah, wow, yeah, yeah. that's pretty crazy. And yeah. he's not from California. What makes y'all so crazy up there, this tailgating deal, man? Because I've seen some YouTube videos, and I'm like, wow. You know, I don't – I think the Bills have been really bad for so long. <laughs> you just drink more to, to make it better. Because I'm telling right. you, I've been to a lot of games where they were terrible, and you just go and – Party. Have fun. You would – like, <laughs> there's, there's buses that would get together and go to the game. You ever take one? I've never been to a Bills game okay. my whole life, and I've always wanted to. So you to. could go over there by Batavia Downs, and you could get on. They had a parking lot. You could put your car in the parking lot, and they would pick you up. So on this – and on these buses, I mean, there's – you get up there, and they – people bring kegs, all sorts of stuff. I mean, you – it's – I don't – I don't know why they drink so much of them games. I don't, really don't. Um, so they go to a party and hope a football game breaks out. Yes, yeah. pretty much. And they, they stay for at least half the game? Or do they yeah. even go inside for the game? You would be surprised the amount of at the amount of, amount of Bills fans that actually go to these games still, knowing, you know, hey, there's a really good chance they're not going to win still. That go and still support this team. Like, did you have you ever seen that? Like, you need a good quarterback. You haven't had one since Jim Kelly. Well, I'm hoping yeah. we fix that. But have you seen the hockey ratings? Where uh, the 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 biggest um viewers the amount of viewers come from? Did you Buffalo? see that? Yeah. Yeah. Even like in these playoffs, like the biggest markets, Buffalo. Still Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So Who won last night's hockey game? 
Uh, Vegas, Vegas Golden Knights. Dude, did you see like the odds on them winning a championship preseason? Oh, oh my dude, god! I put Vegas. down money in my New York Islanders at like sixty to one. Yeah, it was like five hundred to one. Yes. Yeah. for the for the Vegas Golden Knights. I yes. think it's awesome. I do too. <laughs> it's what's never happened before. Somebody put down like five dollars. Somebody put fifty. I saw fifty dollars. It's gonna make some bank. Bank, big bank. Whew, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, real cool. Good for that town, man. Yeah, I mean, plus they, it's made it. It's awesome, man. It's been awesome to see. I think so. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's wheel on over to spot on, spot off here. Uh, let's start out with uh, Kyle Busch. Of course, one, wins the Coca Cola Six Hundred, becomes the first driver. And I love this stat because I don't know if it's totally true, but it probably is if you look back in history. But he becomes the first driver to win at all twenty three Cup tracks. Spot on, spot off. Spot on. Blown away. Yeah. You know, I had no idea that he had already won at 22 of the 23, to be honest with you. I don't know what rock I've been living under because I certainly follow the sport and respect what these guys do. But I don't know how you don't look at this and just say, wow. <laughs> this, I mean, it's so hard to win a race, not to mention winning at every racetrack. Insane. Yeah, I mean, that's um, the only person that I remember being in that conversation previously to this was Jeff Gordon. So... There was a there was a list of tracks that Jeff hasn't won at yet, and that was you know he he chipped away at that, but to have, um, you know Kyle accomplish that that's that's a pretty big that's a pretty big um yeah that's pretty big. Matthew and I were talking about before you got here. I mean, when you say this guy has done this, and oh by the way, Dale Earnhardt didn't do it, Jimmy Johnson didn't do it, Jeff Gordon didn't do it. The greatest to ever drive these race cars that are all in the Hall of Fame, they couldn't do it, but yet. This guy did it. We, we speak about his talent a lot. Uh, he has a championship, you know, and, and this may be one of those things that gives him a little bit more confidence because we all see that, that Kyle can, can go out and make a mistake and then it compound, right? And it seems like the, the new Kyle, the more mature Kyle the, the past few years is doing less of that. So I think by him having this checked off and look, I mean, let's be honest, this guy dominated a 600-mile race. So – not only did he win it, he won it in very dominating fashion. It was it was very impressive. I literally had no idea until yesterday when I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, "Wow, all twenty three. Yeah, that's 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 pretty big. I don't know what you could do that's bigger other than just keep winning back to back championships like Jimmy did five years ago. You know? Yeah. I mean, you. Yeah, man, winning like ten, twelve races a year would be pretty big. Yeah. And that used to happen. So when Jimmy then Jimmy win ten races a year a lot of times so yeah um, you got two I'm, guys that might do it this year yeah Harvick and Kyle may win ten each yeah and but you never know it'll swing all right spot on spot off Chevy shows improvement four top ten finishes in this race a great uh, effort by the bow ties um you know uh, spot on for them for you know chipping away at it and and, and making some progress um. I don't think uh, I don't think the Toyotas and them were as behind as they said they've been saying they were. I don't think they've been that far behind. Um, they were very strong at Charlotte, um, but yeah, spot on for 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 Chevy for you know start maybe they're turning the corner a little bit now. Uh, you, the guys in the trenches are always in these shops working ahead to get their cars better. But when you look at Charlotte, 
the week prior, we ran a completely different package. So it didn't give teams, A, a head start on what they were going to need for the 600, which may have helped them out a little bit. And, B, it also gave them a head start on actually preparing for the 600 with this particular car because this rules package was completely different. So I think it was kind of a double-edged thing here that, that helped Chevrolet get elevated and helped Toyota go out and dominate this thing. But when you look at who ran up front there, it's guys that typically run well there anyway. I mean, McMurray, McMurray had the high line working. Yep. Larson's good at mile and a half. Jimmy, come on now. We know how good he is at Charlotte. This thing used to be called Lowe's Motor Speedway. Uh, because he was so dang good there. I mean, I know they paid $10 million a year or whatever it was, a sponsor, but they didn't have but he to. he owned it. He owned it for years and years and years. So I think that, the, you know, it's a combination. But they, they certainly had as a group more speed than they've had. I also saw, you know, some of those Chevrolets a little bit more skewed out than I'd seen them, especially the 88. So they're, they're finding things that are going to find speed and, and it's going to make them be able to go out and run well. Yeah, I don't – one thing, though, is like you're looking at – I mean, we're still looking at fifth, sixth, seventh, ninth, or you know what I mean. We're still looking at at um, the back half of the top ten, which was who was the top five? You had the eighteen, uh, uh, 78, 78, 78, 11, 11 two. two, and then Jimmy, and then Jimmy. So I mean, where was the twenty? Great question. He was up there somewhere. He wasn't was up he? there, and then uh, uh, had a pit road penalty. Oh, uh, that's right. He was probably he was gonna be top five. Run. He was gonna be a top five car. Yeah. For sure. So that tells me that you know there's Chevy still off. Oh, the Chevy I mean, teams are still a little 19th. off. A little bit. Um, I mean, we had some damage. I think we could have ran up in the top ten. Uh, you know, we had some damage from that wreck from from Jimmy and, and Denny. But Harvick's Kyle, out of the race. Kyle Larson could have had a better finish if he Harvick didn't was have out of the race. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, I still think. I still think we're on the same type of path. Spot on, spot off, the fence climber. What do you think? How many beers do you think this guy had? <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how you spot on, and he is to me. This guy, to me, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. I mean, you can't look if you want. Don't be that guy. Like, a, yeah, okay, you're all over social media now, but you probably got arrested. Um, probably. So <laughs> it's only going to take somebody to try to go a little bit further and make it worse you know and and we don't need people climbing the fence i think it's i think you know you look at it as a fan and you go man this is kind of the equivalent to a streaker at a ball game yeah but here's the thing just go streak streak and run around the fence don't climb the damn thing if you fall off you're gonna die like you're gonna (laughs) and you're gonna ruin the fan experience for everybody there watching you fall off and die so don't be an idiot you know, I, I think the guy at uh, Richmond, you know, he climbed it, just went up there and sat. and was like, hey, what's up, y'all? I'm chilling. He's like, man, it's a good scene. You know, this guy had climbed, and you couldn't really tell if he was going to keep climbing or whatever he was doing. I guess he was taking fan uh, videos and putting it all over Twitter and Instagram or whatever. But, man, just keep your uh, keep your two feet on the ground. I'll say spot on to the security officer. Going at it. That instead of waiting for, like, NASCAR to throw a yellow and calling up to his superiors, that dude Spider-Man mm-hmm. that thing up the fence yeah. and drug this guy down one-handed – you know, and keeping his balance and not falling. I, I say spot on to him because that was pretty darn And cool. that's got to be a little bit scary, not for him, but, you, you know, he's a few feet off the ground. But when he grabs this guy's ankle, mm-hmm. that guy's 10 feet or more off the ground and drunk. <laughs> and he got pulled yeah, down. Yeah, that's – yeah, no thanks. Don't do it if you're listening. Yeah, it's not worth it. Kids at The home. fact that he hung on, I think he had too much downforce. Yeah, don't streak either. I don't want to say, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Hey, there was a group of people don't under streak. me. <laughs> it depends. Hey, there was a yeah, I know, I know. I didn't want to say that part. So there was a group of people under me during the Xfinity race, and every caution that came out, they took Jello shots. 
Nice. I mean, like you'd watch the yellow come out. You look down. They're popping their cooler open. They're handing out jello shots. They're doing the little tongue <laughs> thing I, around. What them. a good idea. And they're they're jamming these jello shots. Like fans do that. Don't climb fences. That's much better idea than climbing a fence. <laughs> and you feel better know. after. I'll tell you, the yeah. dude at Richmond got arrested, spent 30 days in jail. Deserved it. Is banned from ever coming back to Richmond. Good. But he's not as dumb as that fan we saw run across the backstretch of Pocono. Oh, my gosh. I forgot that about that That was on the guy. green. Remember that? I do. That was on I the mean, green. I mean, only deer are dumb enough to do that. I remember the fan at uh, Watkins Glen that ran out to Matt Kenseth's car under red <laughs> flag on the back the stretch and asked for an autograph? <laughs> I mean, I, that's a special brand. This dangerous. guy, though, this guy here and the Pocono guy is a special brand of dumb. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Yeah, that's that's dumb. I mean, under a red flag, you're just sitting there. Yeah. I mean, hey, whatever, man, I want man. your autograph. Yeah, what's up, dude? What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Hey, so. man, will you sign this? Hey, man, I don't think I can. I think, they, I think they're going to be mad if I sign this. <laughs> fans are cool, though, man. I love fans. That's yeah. what, what makes it cool. Spot on, spot off. Last year's Indy 500. This year's Indy 500. Oh, man. I, I can say... I. It was still an interesting race. Yeah. You didn't know what was going to happen at the end. And I think that's the thing about Indy is, you know, uh, it seems people are wanting that big run drafting pass every corner, you know, every straightaway. And you, we, you can't really be like that. Yeah, I feel like they had a little bit better package last year to be able to do that. But this year's race was still exciting. Um, the drivers had their hands full. Um, there was There was multiple people wrecking by themselves you know just trying to get a handle on their cars and people that are good at indy cars too um elio castro navis yeah i mean a bunch of them were wrecking by themselves so that tells me these guys had their hands full and to see some of the moves that some of these guys were making knowing they could i mean that that rossi that outside that outside pass he passed five cars (laughs) holy cow (laughs) um and these guys are running each other to the grass on the backstretch i mean their left front is on the edge of the grass, and I'm like, holy cow, Like, what are these guys doing? 225 miles yeah. an hour. And to have – I wasn't really sure if those guys in the front were staying out, were going to try to make it, or they were going to pit. Well, when they pulled off and pit, I was like, because I wasn't sure Will was going to be able to get around those two those two guys up front because he wasn't, wasn't making as no. quick a progress as I thought. Um, so I, I thought it was a good race. I was spot on for last year's package. I was highly entertained this year. Uh, I was spot off, man. When Dana correct, I left and uh, took a shower and went to the track. And then I did I did watch the end of it, which was a pretty cool ending because you didn't know if who was going to make serious? it on gas. I'm serious. You're I was, serious. I'm, compared to last year's race, uh-huh. that aero package was way better than this year's race. So you weren't thrilled by some of the wheel-to-wheel stuff? And, and I think the restarts were extremely exciting. Okay. And I think after 10 laps, it was very boring. Really? Yeah. Compared to what they had, I mean, their product on they put on the track last year was I was blown away with it, you know. Yeah. But I also the, the the best IndyCar race I've ever seen was Fontana probably five years ago. Oh my god! And, and and I mean that's one of the best races I've ever watched in my life. That was a scary race to watch. <laughs> it was, and, and people were terrified of it. Yeah. but it was so exhilarating. If it, you yeah. want, if you want to YouTube something, you my go back Lord. and YouTube the last IRL race at Fontana. I mean, I was just glued to the television, yeah. and they all got out going, "We're scared. We don't want to do that again." And I was like, as a fan, I was blown away. I mean, they had two hundred thousand viewers you know like uh it's, it's unfortunate but i mean I, I compare it to that fontana race last yeah. year's the indy 500 I, I would say it was an entertainment value that high for me talk about spot on spot off you mentioned it danica patrick wrecked sent brett griffin to the showers spot she on spot off she wrecks in her last uh career race i just hate it for her. i do i mean i i you know you see someone who pioneered a lot of different things 
as a woman and behind the wheel of a car you know she did it in indycar she won a race there she came over here was competitive in the xfinity series mm-hmm. uh especially at a road course you know and, and some plate stuff gets to the cup level barely is competitive to run top 10 you know for probably 10 percent of her career you know the other 90 percent was spent running out of the top 20 but nonetheless she opened a lot of doors had a lot of marketability and I just hated to see her go out on that note because it's some, I, we know how hard she worked to get there. You know, it, it's not like you just wake up and become a race car driver. She sacrificed her family sacrificed. She's traveled all these years. She's run all these races. She's put her life in danger and you just hate to see the final page in Danica's book as a race car driver be a wreck. I did. Yeah. That's, I would have liked to have seen her run good. So I, did you see the in car her? Yeah. Did you see she was going to the corner like, mom, mom. And the, the leader, Ed Carbon, he was leading. It was like, mom, mom. Like, that's how bad her car was handling. That so. may be one of the best highlights you've ever done, though. Sounds yeah. Like yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was impressive. But, yeah, right she, was, she was obviously loose. You know? she, had her, she had her hands full, man. But, yeah, I, I would have liked to seen her come out of there with a good run and, and be up there going for the win in her last race. That way, you know, she can say, look, I came back here. I got to be really competitive again and, um, you know, moving on other things now. But do you think she comes back? Because, I mean, nobody wants to cement their legacy with a wreck in their last two races. I think she's done. You think she's done? I just thought that I think in a year or two, she she just gets that uh, like her hater. People criticize Danica a lot. People criticize her numbers, her stats. Nobody can. Nobody can criticize the fire because that little girl, I'm telling you what, she's got some spunk. And and do you really think, I don't think this is it for her. I I think she's smart enough to know she can't get out of these cars for two years and get back in them and expect to be even remotely competitive. She was remotely competitive after a few years in any car, though. You know, when she came back here, I, I thought she did a good job. Yeah, I just I think she's done. I mean, just based on what I see with her personality as far as, you know, she seems done in her interviews. You yeah, know I, mean? I, I, I agree that I agree that she's done, especially since you build all this up being the end of your deal. You know, you ran the Daytona 500, ran the Indy 500, you know, you build this whole thing up and then for it not to be the end. Yeah. Um yeah, I feel like she's done. I'd love to see her come back and be, you know, Grand Marshal at a race. I'd love to see our sport embrace different personalities on TV throughout the year. You know, I don't, as a sports fan, I enjoy getting different perspective on different weeks watching football, especially college football. Every time the Gamecocks play, it's a different broadcast team in the booth. You know what I mean? I don't hear the same story. I don't hear Mike Joy every single week talking about the young guys or the old guys or how old this guy is. Yeah. I would love to see TV go out and bring Danica and put her in the that's, booth. Or put her on the road two thinking. to four times a year. I was thinking I'd like to hear Danica commentate, be up there and, and get her views of things because I know she's been involved in quite a bit out there. So. I would love to hear her on there. We need our TV folks, and Matthew, you've been in TV. We need to switch it up some. Like, we don't need Jeff Burton, Steve Latart, and, and Rick Allen in the booth every week when you got guys like Del Jarrett on your team. And, and I mean, they, it just switch, give the fans something different. I think fans like – I think they get tired of the same stuff every week. You know what I mean? I, I enjoy different broadcasters, though, in all sports. Well, we, we know Danica apparently is done behind the wheel, but we're not done yet. We'll be right back after this break. This is your Exalta Race Center update. I'm Matthew Dillner. A day of remembrance was also a day of endurance as NASCAR ran its longest race of the season, 
going 600 miles at Charlotte Motor Speedway on the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. Kyle Busch checked off the last box on his Cup Series track win list in dominating fashion, netting his fourth victory of the season. The NASCAR Xfinity Series was back from its break on Saturday at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and Brad Keselowski took the checkered flag. Junior Motorsports Day was highlighted by a fifth-place effort by Elliott Sadler in the one-main financial number one. This week, the Xfinity and Cup Series honeymoon in the lovely Pocono Mountains for a Saturday-Sunday romp at Pennsylvania's Pocono Raceway. The JRM late models are headed to the beach this weekend. Both Josh Berry and Sam Mayer will race in twin 40 lappers at South Carolina's Myrtle Beach Speedway on Saturday night. This has been your Exalta Race Center update. Exalta is the official paint partner of NASCAR, developing, manufacturing, and supplying coatings to all types of vehicles and industrial applications. For more on Exalta, please visit ExaltaCS.com. At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. Let's go into Fastlane. I'm going to give you uh, four topics. Uh, there's going to be racing topics and then one that's completely off the wall, and you guys have 30 seconds each to comment. Okay. Following his win, Kyle Busch now leads the series with 25 playoff points compared to Harvick's 24. Who will have the most points once the playoff starts? These two are so close right now. I think it could go either way. I think um, uh, it depends on which one doesn't have any, which one has the least amount of bad luck. I think the four probably could have got some playoff points um, Sunday night had he not had a tire problem. So that would have made it, um, you know, evened up again. Or So I, it's going to be tough. These two are going to be back and forth, I believe, when it, right before we hit the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, we watched Truex last year get a huge playoff advantage. Uh, point-wise with all the, the stages that he won and races that he wanted. And it literally, uh, you say, mathematically, it can carry him almost to Homestead. I mean, we got two guys that may be in this position. So if they keep accruing points at the at the rate they're doing them, we're going to note who two of the four are in this Homestead race before we even get to the first playoff race. Uh, I, I got to go with Harvick, though. I think, you know, TJ just said it right. I mean, I think Harvick could have probably contended – to win this race had he not had a blown tire he drove from the back to top five really really fast he's still i think he's the fastest guy out there i'm hoping these two realize the uh the value of the playoffs point you know the playoff points and start maybe they start getting into it a little bit up there and Mm -hmm. and uh making it exciting yeah that'd be good Mm -hmm. all right charlotte marks the halfway point of the regular season so far what do you guys think the biggest surprise is Man, that's a good question. I, I, I got to say, though, and I think we've we've said this before, the biggest surprise is, is Chevrolet. You know, I really thought they were going to come out with this new nose and, and really be able to go out and contend to win races. And, and let's be honest, I mean, they got a lot of good race car drivers yeah. uh, and, and a lot of good race teams carrying the Chevrolet banner, and they're just not competitive. They're, they're not contending to win races on a weekly basis. And I didn't think that was going to be the case coming into to this season. Yeah, I, I got to agree with that. There's, um, you know, I thought they'd be quite a bit more competitive to start the year. Um, I wasn't wasn't quite sure the, uh, you know, the for, the Fords were going to be as quick. Um, but just the, the lack of the Chevy, you know, appearing up there that much um, definitely stands out to me. 
probably my second biggest surprise has been Suarez. I think he's shown a lot of signs of, of growth. And I think that, you know, I think he puts a lot of pressure on a guy like Eric Jones because yeah. we know that Suarez comes with a lot of sponsorship. And with that comes some security. And when you can go out and compete and you outrun a guy like Eric Jones on a weekly basis, it opens the door for maybe a Christopher Bell to come in there and get a shot. Like Eric Jones is probably the, the guy that I look at that I said, he's a big deal. He's a good race car driver. He's going to do good things. Well, he better hurry up. That's just my, yeah. that's what I think. And I'll tell you where I've been impressed with Daniel is he has survived a lot of things. You look at him in the beginning part of the race, he'll be, he'll be 20th. And he somehow chips away at it, doesn't make any mistakes, and next thing you know, he's running fifth, sixth into the race. Yeah. And he's done a phenomenal job this year that doing that. Yeah. All right, the Xfinity Series, the next two races, Pocono and Michigan, running a restrictor plate package. What type of racing do you guys think we're going to see? Uh, I mean, I hope we see something similar to the Charlotte, um, the All-Star, but I'm not quite sure we're going to see it at Pocono. I know it's got long straightaways, but the corners are still... Oh man, they're 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 a f- flat. I don't you know I don't think it's going to change a lot in turn three. There, I still think you're going to need some air on the nose in the tunnel turn. You're not going to want to be right up behind somebody. Um, it, it probably make restarts pretty interesting though. I can say that when everybody's packed up like that. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I hope it. I hope it enables more um, passing. You know, hope it enables things like that. But Michigan will be. That might be crazy. Pocono is 10 wanes. 10 wanes. I don't know what the hell a wane Wayne is. 10 lanes wide. So if we have an opportunity here for this thing to, to do what I think it could do, it may be crazy. Based on the simulator, they're, they're cracking the throttle in one. They're running yeah. wide open over the tunnel. They're running wide open through turn three. Here's what we don't know, though, yet, what TJ just said. How much air do they need on the nose to be able to do that? But regardless, I don't see the leader getting way out there like he used to could. The spoiler on these damn cars is it's huge. It's I a mean, bat wing. It looks like it's a foot and a half tall. It is a bat wing. So the, the car from behind is going to be able to catch back up. So I think uh, I think practice is going to tell us a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as good as what the actual race is going to be. I think it's going to be the best Xfinity Pocono race ever. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all – I'm excited for it. Should be good. Michigan, man, you, you said Michigan, something about Michigan. What do you think? Michigan will be nuts. <laughs> um, there, the only thing that I wish I could change about that is I wish I could put the old asphalt back on Michigan, because because then I know it would be really nuts. Um, I mean, if you look at the All Star race, we had a guy go to the middle, we had a guy go to the top, and we had a guy go to the bottom on the white flag lap, coming to the check, you know, racing. Um, there's only so many lanes at Michigan. Um, before you run out and there's a lot of racetrack up there that nobody wants to use because it's it's slick yeah it's slick and we can't use it so um i wish it was there to use because that would be (laughs) ridiculous eight wide it'd be awesome (laughs) i got four of them nose to tail up against the wall here they come what what would you say like oh man uh you know your middle three three uh three up six down it'd be a plate race yeah it'd be like a plate race i don't you might even tandem. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I hope so. Be fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, should NASCAR consider racing on a street course like IndyCar and F1? Man, I think so. You know, I, I, I look at how much. And here's the thing. You guys know this. For for Indy, for the Indy 500 to have 300,000 people there, the town of Indy 
and, and, the, and the state of Indiana is rallying around that sporting event, and yes. they're coming to support that event and that racetrack. When I see these street courses pop up, I see the same thing. You know, if we could go to Nashville or go to Baltimore or go to D.C., Long I can, Beach, you know, I can I can see that community rallying around. This is a special event. This is a big deal for our guys to come out. And and, and the thing is, we could go in and put this on and, and bring some new sponsors in in that so those same markets. So I, I would be a huge fan of doing a street course. I'm uh I'm all for it. I'm even I'm all for even uh doubling up the weekend with an IndyCar or something too. Yeah. Why not? I mean, run two IndyCar race, run your IndyCar race on Saturday or whatever, run the cup race on Sunday. Yeah. I don't, you know, IndyCar, for whatever reason, they would let us put our truck series with them. Yeah. And our truck series would get way more ratings than they would get. But the truck series, they would make them do it the day before. So yeah. it's like IndyCar was the big show, which for their brand, man, I totally get it. Yep. Uh, but, but to TJ's point, like I would love to, it would be awesome to put them together for one weekend and, and, I don't care if it's your all-star race. Like, just go do something like this to get some new synergy around motorsports because it's a good story. You know, yeah, whether you do it. it with IndyCar or you don't, it's still a good story. And if, if, uh, if I live in South Carolina and you do this in Myrtle Beach, dude, I'm going. <laughs> you know what I mean? The what's, a, what's a really, you know, famous street course? Um, oh, Long, Long Beach, Beach. Is, is, is a famous one. And, okay. and St. Well. Pete. I mean, you, you look at uh, yeah, the, the knock on those street courses where that sometimes they couldn't pass. Yeah. But, you know, we've seen it with sports car racing on a street course and NASCAR, of course, the physicality of it. Right. I think it would be cool because, I mean, you'd see some guys getting I into think, each other. I think the street course would be fun because there wouldn't be as much elevation and banking change like the Glen. You go up behind, you follow somebody up through the S's of the Glen, you get tight behind them. You know what I mean? Like okay. there's still these, you still have some arrow things, some of these really fast places. You're not going to have that at at um, Long Beach. Yeah. You're going to have a guy that's either smoother, faster, better somehow. Um, uh, you know, especially with some tire fall off. I want to I want to see the guy save his rear tires a little bit and make a charge at the end and out try to outbreak somebody. Anytime these guys get to a point where they need to outbreak each other, it gets exciting. For me, man, if you tell me there's a Boston Grand Prix or a Los Angeles oh, Grand Prix, man. and we're going to go out and we're going to run out there near Venice Beach, man, like. Be cool. I'm telling you, fans. I thought, well, yeah, but you don't nuts. like California, so let's just keep. Well, it they're Boston. weird out there. Let's but keep I, it to Boston. I still think it's a cool <laughs> idea. Yeah, you know what I mean. Somebody needs to get off their butt and figure out a way to make this happen. I agree. Yeah, all right, for sure. I'm a huge fan of this show. And I listen to it all the time, and I finally get to do this. The off the wall topic. Oh yeah. All right. New iPhones. The reports say that soon you'll be able to unlock doors. From your door, you know, in your house, hotel rooms, cars. What's the one thing on y'all's phone that you wish your iPhone could do? So let me get this straight. If you steal my phone, uh huh, now you can steal my car and break in my house. Pretty much. This is brilliant. Oh, yeah. This has got to be somebody in California came up with this idea. <laughs> That's where Apple's based. <laughs> Apple yeah. is based Silicon in California, Valley. Silicon Valley. The weirdest valley that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one thing, TJ, you wish your Come phone could do oh, for man. you? Mine is spot a 600-mile race. God, that was a long race. I mean, our phones already do way more than I ever thought they would do. Um, you know, 15 years ago, we were we were paging each other with Nextels. Um, yeah. So, beeping codes. Yeah. You know, beeper codes. Now, you can pretty much get on any, any app on any restaurant's app and order your food before you get there. Order your drinks, whatever you want. Go pick it up and don't even wait in line and walk out. I mean, you're... There is so much right now. You could get on your phone and order something, and it'll be there tomorrow. I don't, or like maybe the, today. Yeah, I, 
I literally can order something here, and if it's in Charlotte at the Amazon, I get it the same day. Yeah. Like, how crazy is that? That's ridiculous. From my phone. But I don't like to fly. So if I could be telep, I don't like to fly. Like, fly in the air on a plane. I hate uh, it. I, don't I like hope to your fly. plane doesn't do this. Well, I, 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 I feel like it does. <laughs> and so if it, my phone could teleport me to the next track every week, that would be phenomenal. Because I get anxiety on airplanes, man. I hate it. It starts getting bumpy, and I start getting nervous. And I start sweating. It ain't good. Chest pains. <laughs> hate it. Like Fred Sanford. I wish it, I wish my phone could just make dinner. You know, be like, hey man, I want you know. I well, want could get uh, you dinner. I mean, what else? Yeah, no, I'm just talking about like you push it and it like you know like Back to the Future. You remember that when uh-huh. that dude puts that pizza in there and it's, oh yeah. If it could do something, if I could just be like slide it over. What do you want for dinner? I'm gonna slide this one into the box and it psh, come back. Pizza. Walk in and it's already done. We can invent Hamburger. that. Let's invent that. Like you it's guys already are smart enough. It's got yeah. it's got like a little section with all the you know foods already in it and then you'd be like okay i want you know oh, i want the meatloaf just slide it over into the oven thing and then you walk into the kitchen it's cooked so we we make a refrigerator that that everything has to go in its own certain place and then we have a delivery ups kind of guy that comes out every week and he puts your stuff where it goes he stocks and then the eggs you, in there yeah he puts he puts everything where it goes in your refrigerator because he's already got this phone that lets him in your house anyway and then when you hit the button that you just said that refrigerator automatically sends it to this oven Bam, it's cooked, and there it is. It's already, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. We just invented it. Trademark it. Are we we not going to do anything anymore? Nah. I mean, pretty soon we're not going to do this podcast. So we're going to have an app for it. It's an app. Don't you just do wish? Don't, don't you wish? Like, Come we on, man. This a, stuff is too lazy. How we do you know a, I'm not here? How do you know this isn't my phone talking? <laughs> you know how there's a day for everything? Like, yeah. I don't know what today is, but it's something. Yeah, there's guys. Yeah. Uh, Today's uh, Tuesday. It, t- today is uh, Tuesday. It's National no. Guy yes. with a um, Camouflage Hat Day. Right. So we need a National No Cell Phone Day. Dude, yeah, I would right. be totally for that. Yeah. National No Cell Phone Day. Like, leave them at home. Can't use them. Can't use them. Can't text, can't call, can't email anybody. Like, no cell phone. I've got this one. My national day, and I've thought about this all the time. You'd have to have the insurance companies and everything involved with this. It's called National Bump Day. Okay? Bumping cars. Like, literally, it's legal to move somebody. It's legal to move somebody on the highway. Now, if you don't want to participate, here's where the loophole is for the insurance. You are able to put a yellow sticker on on all sides of your car, and if somebody hits you, yeah, they're going to have to pay for it because you, you designated that you're not participating in this program. I want to be able to go out there just one day a year and be able to turn somebody. <laughs> I don't know what you because they're on the highway. With, but I don't want any of it. God, dude, you're crazy. What? So you're a big fan of like the purge. <laughs> no, I'm not a big fan. When it comes to motor vehicles, man, we're just driving along. And how many idiots are out there Bunch. that you just want to like, you know, but I'm not, I don't want to lift. I just want to turn that person. Exactly. They're on their phone. So National uh, No Phone Day yep. and National Bump Day will take care of all the idiots right there. Two days. Can't do them on the same day, though, because their phone's out is what makes you want to bump them. So you wouldn't want to bump anybody because everybody everyone yeah, it to be a different day. Yeah. Everybody would just run the tape, though. Yeah, let them run the tape. But if you see some sucker without the tape, I'm turning them. <laughs> It'd be fun, dude. I mean, you're ra- you've, Are you're you a race California? car driver. You're uh, a race car You've raced how? What the first there time is, you move somebody? Uh, the first is. time you bump somebody or move somebody was it not so freaking fun? Yeah, it was Frank Hell Denny. Yeah. Of course, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Matthew's from California. Oh, don't! I'm walking out of here. You're done. <sighs> All right, oh. let's go to Ask DBC. Uh, producer Jason Schultz, uh, you chose some great questions using hashtag DBC. 
Uh, what do you got? All right. First one from at Stu Crew 14 asks, what was the deal with the radio interference some teams had? Russian hackers? Yeah, let's blame Russia. We blame them for everything else. Uh, there was a handful of cars that had this. So What happened? Tell me what, happened. what was going they on. They just key up on your radio and start hollering stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like for, I, for a minute? It sounded minutes? like some guy talking to another guy like in the stands to me like, you know, hey, Jim, Jimmy, you got me. Can you hear this? And like, it's on our radio during the race. Mom, the meatloaf. Yes. Yeah. So, and apparently uh, Hamlin said they were. Cussing out his were, driver. Yeah, they were no. going at his driver a little bit. Yeah. Really? They said, yeah. Alex, shut the <laughs> up. <laughs> Alex was talking and the other guy keyed up and said, hey, Alex, shut the up. Like, what did I he mean, respond? Do we know? I mean, that's funny. Kind of funny, but it's not but really it's funny. Not. It's not funny. Because, uh, listen, I mean, he, these are... Was it Kurt Busch? He w- no, he was still in the race. Kurt would probably get into it with him. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt would probably set a time to do and meet the person, and they would have met up. <laughs> we have two radio companies in our sport that kind of provide us yeah. with, the, with the communication process, and I'm sure they're pulling their hair out right now. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. How did do. that happen? Somebody got our stuff, you know, amateur. I mean, they can get the frequencies for our, you know, they can get the frequencies for our The frequencies are published, but there's some other coding that goes on to be able to participate in the conversation. Right. The frequency is long, isn't it? Isn't it? If you're into that type of radio stuff, they, they know what they're doing. It's not, it's not rocket science. Um, so do you think this was former crew guys? No, I don't. You think it's random fans. Yeah, the because well, codes. yeah, because like one, of them, one of them would ring when they would it would ring when they key up on one of them. You know that whole oh yeah yeah it was like a phone would, ring yeah and if you have to have that taken out, um, so I don't think it was a crew guy, an old crew guy. I just think we've we've had fans on our radio before the eighty eight back in the day. We had one on at Charlotte, yeah, and we had one one come on there at Daytona, um, holler and stuff on there. Like if you're he's, if you're sitting in the stands and doing this, in time you will be caught. And you're as much I of an idiot you. as the fence guy. I promise you, in time, you will be caught. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not – I mean, it's it's funny sounding, but it's not really cool at the time because, no. honestly, you could you could manipulate something that could get somebody hurt. You could hurt somebody. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's not very cool at all. So, No, no but I don't blame the Russian hackers like CNN would. Nope. <laughs> I don't think Putin was chiming in on Alex Bowman's radio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Californians. Uh, Jay Cooper 770 asks spot. Hey, he wants to do a spot on spot off. That's pretty cool. Spot on spot off. Kyle Busch is the LeBron of NASCAR right now. Uh, no. Why? Spot off. Uh, is well, there two LeBrons because of Harvick or, or what? No, I just haven't seen Kyle um, drive lesser equipment and be very successful in it yet. So you're saying LeBron doesn't have the supporting cast, and that's your argument? A lot of times he doesn't. I've okay. seen LeBron, you know, Kyle is super talented. Yeah. I mean, don't don't get me wrong there. A guy could prob- He can get any type of car. And he, you can put him in any type of car that's good, and he's going to be competitive. Um, but this goes back to when I watched Kyle start his Xfinity team. It wasn't very good at all, and he got out of that real quick. I think this guy's assessment is spot on. I mean, when I look at LeBron James – I see a guy that wins a lot of games. I see a guy that goes to the playoffs every year. He goes to the championship a lot of years, and he doesn't win a lot of championships. Kyle Busch wins a lot of races, makes a lot of playoffs, gets toward toward the finals, and he, he doesn't finish the championship. He has one. 
You know, yep. Jimmy has seven. So uh, I think Jimmy Johnson is Michael Jordan, and Kyle Busch is LeBron James right now. But let's be honest, Kyle Busch has a lot of racing years left in his career. He can overcome and win a lot more championships. But I think this Cooper guy is pretty damn smart with what he said here. I don't. <laughs> That's because you don't like Kyle Busch. It's like I have to do with anything. <laughs> Knights, uh, what, what the heck is that? Knight K-E? Knight Key. Knight Key. Knight Key asks, <laughs> if you could trade lies with one person besides me uh, for the entire day, who would it be and why? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Jason, who are you going to do? Come on, uh, Jason. You've had the most time mm, to think about it because you, you he wrote, wrote it. this down. I should have thought about it beforehand, but I didn't think about it. Um, yeah, who's your person, Jason? Maybe Tom Brady, just to feel greatness for a whole day. Why do you want to be Tom? Because he's the greatest. Is it Giselle? Yeah, oh, that's, that's what I was <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to get to that point. That's a perk. That's a perk. Well, he has an UG deal. A what? An UG deal. He, he does have an UG deal. He gets free UG shoes. He that was alone Mo- is worth wanting to be Tom Brady. He was in Monaco. Well, I don't he? even know what oh, an yeah. UG, UG is. I'll bring you a pair. You don't have UGs? Well, you can't wear no, your foot I got UGs. Those aren't those stupid things with the holes in them, right? No. Uh, that's Crocs. No. Oh, Crocs. Uggs. Yeah. Aren't those, those are like, fuzzy boots that the Uggs girls wear? Furry boots, man. I got Who's slippers. Who's going to wear a fur? I'm, I'm not going to wear a fur. What are you, from I, California? I, I wear them. I, I got slippers, them. man. They're awesome. South Beach. <laughs> I got Ugg slippers, and they're awesome in the winter. They're the best. Yeah, they uh, really are good. Tom Brady's You're, a really good choice. Thank you. What yeah. would your choice be? Come on. Michael Jackson. He's dead. <laughs> I know, but they allowed Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, so living Michael Jackson. The, the Michael Why? Jackson before he got his hair burnt in the Pepsi commercial. Okay, so so pre-hair burn, pre-awkwardness and different looks. Best entertainer to ever live. Really? In my opinion. Okay. The best, I'd say the best singer. Yeah, yeah. The best entertainer to ever live. And to be able to walk into Wembley and and know that I've got a hundred thousand people there to watch me dance and sing for two hours. Like, I want to know what that feeling's like. It's got to be fun. <laughs> I mean, people are are literally passing out. Yeah, They're crying. You like know, Beatles style. Like he's got he, the ability to move that many people. Wow, that'd be cool to feel. Teach, and he built his own amusement park <sighs> and ranch. I'm not going there. Bob, that what I'm not. TJ probably wants to be. Uh, um, he wants to be like uh, Bruce. I Smith. think uh, no, that would be awesome though. <laughs> It'd be that big and huge and knock people. Yeah. Um, Who you want? I'd probably be the Apple guy, Steve Jobs. Because you know that he, you know the technology that they probably already have right now that we don't know they know yet. He's dead too. You know what I mean? We like, like dead people. I see dead people. Suppo- <laughs> you know what? Imagine what they've got that they don't that they've already developed that they haven't put out yet. That thing you know that's going to cook our food. Exactly. <laughs> so I would already seen it and know it and probably be eating. Yeah. So I think it'd be cool to see so the technology. Tech- tech- Who you want to be doing? So it got to be somebody. Now, is it – so it's one it, day? It's just, yeah, one day. So that's the tough thing because I'd like to be um, – I think I'd like to be A.J. Foyt. I mean, I wouldn't want to be him now, although he's still a badass. He just, like, fought off his second bout with, like, killer bees. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'd like to be, like, A.J. Foyt in the 60s wheeling, like, a – Open cockpit like champ car, you know, uh, no roll cage and just, I mean, you want to talk about pure, unadulterated American badassery. There is nothing, nothing short of maybe Junior Johnson in this country, in this history of our sport that compares to that. And I'm not a badass. Let's just be honest. I'm just a regular dude. 
I would love to have that. That would be like a suit. Yeah. To be A.J. Foyt for a day back then. Yeah. He's a badass. He's an wow. American badass. He still is. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mess mm-hmm. with that guy. No. No. I, I mean, either. if you want to Google some really fun stuff, go back and look, look <laughs> at his <laughs> interviews where he just flips out on people and he punches people and he cusses he people He does. Out. He don't care. I mean, he, he drops whatever on live TV. He has zero. You wreck given. his car, he's coming to Victory Lane to see you. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he, look up A.J. Foyt, Nazareth. That's a good choice. So, or so, Texas. Good one. So yeah. Jason, yes. can, Jason can bring the hot chick. You can bring the badass. I can bring the song and dance. And I might be TJ's there. I might bringing, not be. I might teleport in. TJ's, TJ's bringing the brain. So He's going to use his uh, I might just phone technology in. to tele- yeah. teleport in. Man, that was a good show, guys. Mm. Now we get rants. to go to the picks. Let's go to DBC picks. You got a rant, TJ? Uh, I'd really, other than I liked the All-Star way better than 600. But. Oh, don't go there. Man. Really? Uh, I, I did. All right, rant. Um, it's not really a rant. I well, just t- tell me why. Mm, the uh, competitiveness. Okay, F- for a five hundred mile, six hundred mile t- regular race, you you. I don't feel like we package. would. I really don't feel like we would race like that the entire time. The All Star race, I think, was its own kind of self. But um, yeah, I mean, there was there was we knew which car was probably going to win minus any mistakes himself by the end of lap 100 you still had a few cars that could have competed yeah they were competing but they and, weren't and, and the racing throughout i thought was excellent i thought the um the handling of the cars i thought was pretty I, guys had their hands full which yes. i liked I, I did like that part but they don't on the all-star one. no you, you want that but they were also racing each other more um, we didn't have a, I don't feel like we had a lot of racing the other night. So last week's show, you said that you wanted to do this package some, mm-hmm. but not everywhere. No. Have you changed your mind? Cause now uh, you're already no. saying you want to do it right now. So I'm no. just wondering if you changed your mind. Well, I didn't say I wanted to change it. I just said, it, I, I didn't think, just, it, I didn't I think just, it was entered that. I didn't think it was that good of a race. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't. I Either. thought it was a great race. It just wasn't any great racing for the lead. You know, like exactly. nobody, nobody could okay, challenge. That, I'll, I'll agree with that. Like behind it was, that, I thought there was some great. This, I mean, we raced our ass off. This just brought back everything. 12, this this just brought forward everything that you know we were kind of got had forgotten about already. Okay, these you know these guys are struggling now. These guys are then all of a sudden this race comes around. It's like bam, everything's back to normal, right back to how it was. You know, there was dominance. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought the race to be a 600-mile race, to be a five-hour-long race, that's a long time. Uh, I, I thought it was a great race. I just didn't see any great racing for the lead. But I, I think that's because Kyle Busch and his team did that good of a job. I really do. I mean, he was fast. So, Let me ask you a question. We went all the way over here to the left yeah, and tried this package. This is where we were. We yeah. went all the way to the left to try this package. How come we can never go all the way to the right on a package? Yeah, I know. I know. That's I, what that's what I'm wondering. I'd love to see 400 more horsepower. I'd like to see more to horsepower, less downforce, yeah. uh, less tread width on a tire. Yeah. These cars don't have to stop to make the corner anymore. We're going so yeah. fast on entry, so fast through the center. Uh, I, I agree with you. Let's try it all the way to the right, see what the product is. And I don't know why they don't do that. I don't I'd, I'd like it. to see you know, us go 210 miles an hour at Charlotte down the straightaway because you can't go that fast around the corner you know what i mean and, and yeah. if they took away tread width of a tire or they d- changed some things aerodynamically took away spoiler let them run whatever angle whatever i don't understand you know and you guys have a better grasp on this than than me because you're up up there and you're in entrenched in this deal but why can't we go the opposite direction and try it? i think it's just um 
just speed. I mean, you get going so fast. I mean, bat, you know, before when you think of this, okay, you think they're going fast and they were hitting 200. Now they're hitting well above that, you know, and if they um, – um, I think it just opens the door to more safety risks. I think you're at, you got to have, you're looking for a more durable tire. Um, I think you're going to, I think you're going to start running into issues like, okay, the, you know, the, I don't know if Goodyear's going to have a tire that's ready to handle that all the time, which I'm not sure. Fontana's one of the best races of the year. Our, our speeds down the front stretch are over 200 miles an hour. Got to stop to make the corner. Yeah. And it puts on a good show. Yeah. I'd like to see more of that. There's also you, your fastest lap at Fontana is by far your first lap. If you don't get that yes. and by far, and that means the tires are wearing out. Yep. Like and and that's the biggest thing to me is tire fall off. Like you have to have some But it maybe. seems like we're we're not accomplishing that. It seems like we're going in a different direction. It wasn't it just two, three years ago that we were trying to take downforce away from these cars and now we're putting grips and grip in racetracks yeah, and downforce back in them. I don't get it. Yeah. Huh. Well, the grip they're gripping the repave stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? So and I will say that Charlotte did a damn good job. They they worked hard and did a good job. Charlotte did and that's the best the best um putting the grip stuff down job that I've seen done yet. Yes. How they applied it. Um, it's the, the best race we've seen there since they repaved it and screwed it up. You had multiple grooves all weekend every single race this guy's not from california he's got on a world he's got on a veteran hat nra shirt <laughs> those are my people right there let's do a dbc's picks dbc picks tj is uh, officially man. behind again tj come that's on unreal. you gotta you gotta do it i've won uh four of the last five is that right he's on a streak Two, three, yeah four of the last five five of the last six if you count the all-star race tj come on man you better get it going here dude Get up in your high horse, woman. It all started. Get with up in your high horse now. I've lost the way. Get up in your high horse, woman. I'm that is not Michael Jackson. Don't, 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 don't. I'm trying to get him fired up over here. <laughs> Do you see the names that I've lost with? Yep. I yeah, lost you're in Harvick. Trouble. I lost with Keselowski. I lost with Larson. I lost with Hamlin. Sucks to suck. No, I won with Hamlin. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> and then, of course, I picked Jimmy. He finishes fifth. Where's Brad finish? Fourth. Fourth. Of course. Why wouldn't he? Brad had probably the best comeback of the race. The first half oh, of the yeah. race, he wasn't that good. No, he and didn't. All good. of a sudden, there he was. Hey, tell me about your, uh, while you're thinking about who you're going to pick, tell me about that move you made when you were coming on new tires and you were very aggressive and you probably passed seven or eight cars from start finish to the back stretch. You dove under, I think, Ricky Stenhouse getting into three. And he ran you on the apron, and then mm. Jimmy got wrecked in front of you, and then you oh, still yeah. managed mm. to miss the wreck, and then you got hit in the butt. That was a lot going on for a spotter in one lap. Yeah, that was a – How'd you do? That. How'd you do that? Because uh, like to me, you did good. Just the guy right behind you didn't do good. Yeah. He hit you in the butt. Uh, the 20. Oh, yeah. And it messed up some arrow stuff pretty bad. Um, yeah, that was uh, – I saw Jimmy spinning, and honestly, I – Really thought Ricky would give more room than what he did. Um, he didn't have any reason to be that low. There wasn't really anybody pressuring him down that low. Like in the all-star race, I see how that wreck happened. There was three guys going for the same spot. Sure. Ricky, there was nobody outside. You really on your tight. You had plenty of room. You just wanted to be that way. Right. Big, long, really long race. Guy with new tires. You probably know what's getting ready to happen, which I'm, I'm kind of glad it happened because it got us checked up enough. Right. It slowed us down a little bit more than normal, which probably allowed us to get slowed down enough. I saw Jimmy spinning. I knew he was going to come down. I saw him standing in a throttle. 
So I kept telling Joey, you know, speed up. If you're going to go underneath him, speed up, speed up. And then I knew he wasn't going to go underneath him after that point. So then we get hit from behind right as we're missing him. And it kind of gets us turned and stuff. And yeah. um, then I thought we were going to hit him when we're sliding. Um, it was pretty exciting. There was a lot was going amazing. on from the time you took the green until you missed the wreck and then you got wrecked and you were three yeah. wide. You were on the apron. Like, I'm watching it because we're on old tires. And uh-huh. you have to be really aware of who's on new tires because of the closing rate, especially in those first couple laps. So I'm watching it all go down. I'm like, oh, hold up. Hold <laughs> wrecking. Oh, here they go. But it's all behind me, which is the most fun thing as a spotter you can ever say is spin behind you. Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're good. But I was watching all that go down. I was like, man, TJ's busy right here. Yeah, it was a pretty busy time. Yeah. I'll take Blaney. Blaney. Hey, wasn't he good there last year? He won this race yeah. a year ago. Did he yeah. win on fuel mileage? Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to do that again this year. Although no, he will but be he'll fast. have better speed. <laughs> he will be fast. I'm going to match your Blaney with his buddy and a guy who needs to win more than arguably anybody Chase in the Elliott. sport, Chase Elliott. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you're, you're saying, you're saying it's going to be a bow tie, man. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. I think uh, we're really running out of people is what the problem is. Yeah, that is. We used to <laughs> run out of people. We the sport needs. I mean, you know, you look at our sport yeah. and you say, I don't know in any other sport that the most popular athlete or team would not be winning. And in, in NASCAR, because of the legacy of the, the Bill Elliott name and, and, and our fan base respects the history of the sport. Our most popular guy has never won a cup race. Like in, in no other sport, so close. in no other sport would you see that. I mean, and we need him to pop off some wins. So if Clint Boyer can't win this weekend, I hope Chase Elliott does to beat TJ and DBC picks. Yeah, well, I'm pretty confident. Our crew chief from up there, Booga is, and uh, he wants a he wants a hometown win. So I feel like Booga's going to bring the best. You know how you always hear they're bringing the best stuff. You know, and uh, you he's go, definitely up on it. And, you, and you go, why don't you bring your best stuff everywhere? Well, you do. But yeah. there are times where you put it in just like extra. anything else. You put in a little bit extra. You go a little bit further with this part of the car. You know, you push this issue in tech a little bit more. Like there You've are seen times it with Tony where Tony wanting to win in Indianapolis years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's just. So what nature. you're saying is your car chief might get a vacation. Well, I don't. I, I, <laughs> he's actually just coming back this week. <laughs> so go back had, on vacation. Turn around, buddy. See you he later. Had two weeks off. Right. So yeah. it's. So he he worked the All Star because it was a non points yeah, event. Okay. They let him work, but then he got <laughs> off the Coke Six Hundred. And I, and I mean, look, let's. It's not a bad one to be off. If you're gonna get suspended, <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna get suspended, yes. the Coke Six Hundred is not a bad one to be not suspended a bad one. because it. And, and I know we're probably not supposed to say this, but when a crew chief gets suspended, he still goes to the track ish area. Yeah. When a car chief gets suspended, he goes to, to fish, right? He does not have to he's come to the track. House. Yeah, he's off. So the Coke 600 probably isn't a bad one. If you got to get jacked up, that's probably the one I'd pick. What if they start suspending uh, spotters? Uh, he's I like, bet we sweet. I bet we wouldn't get paid if we got suspended. No, I'm saying, like, if the car didn't do something, then they said, look, if they picked a random guy off the crew. Do you, you mean know? I pulled him out of a hat? Yeah. Just random. Pull this, this week, guy out. This week, your spotter's not going. <laughs> Damn. <Different spotter>. No. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> That'd be interesting. There are some drivers that wouldn't care. I'll be very there honest are. with you. And, and I, I would say yeah. their names, but I'm not going to. But there are some drivers that wouldn't care. And I've spotted for one of those kind of guys, two of those kind of guys. Uh, but there are some drivers who would really care. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I'm spotting for those guys now. You know, they don't want random people on the radio. I mean, I've, I've had guys that have had to – do non-companion races or guys that have had to fill in when I've had, you know, not me personally having a baby, but my family having a baby. Uh, so 
when that happens, man, you'll get the call after the race going, hey, man, that guy can't see. Don't get him again if you ever have something pop up. So, But there's some guys that wouldn't care. But I think my guys would care, you know? Yeah, I don't <clears> – <throat> I think it would be a pretty significant change. Imagine, for, right, four Daytona, night race, uh, car yeah. fails tech, and they go, <laughs> hey, your spotter's out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, I mean – Hey, done. There's only 40 of us in the world that do this on Sundays. Yeah. You and there's an mean? incredible skill when it comes to the plate yeah. uh, spotting. There, there's too. only 40 Fine. of us that can do this. And when you say one of them in here, like, you know, there are guys like Mike Dillon that are still at the racetrack, Jeff Dickerson that are still that at the racetrack that have done it. But I'll tell you what, man, the game changes. And you got to be on, up on video. It, it and changes be... on an annual basis. So to just plug a guy in and say good luck, like, it would be an acclimation period, that's for sure. That, our, uh, the spotting game's changing quite a bit here, I think, now. Um, I actually do way more talking than I've ever done before. Um, Joey likes tons of info, and it don't matter if he's in the corner, if he's in the straightaway. He, he likes to know where people are. Um, and Dale Jr. would have told you to shut up last year if you talked about Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. Like 75 times. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah it's he, he likes a ton of info. Yeah. Um, Clint, Clint's the same way. He wants a ton of info dude, all the time. He wants to know how far a guy is back. The moment he changes lanes, what lane he's running um, in the corner, if it's gaining ground, he wants to know right then. And right. I'm like, dude, if I'm this is new to me, um, you know, I'm not used to having to tell tell somebody. Um, this well, you're much talking stuff. every lap. You're not getting oh, a lap off. And it took me a while to get used to this um, because I normally was like, okay, he's in the corner, just gonna be quiet right now. Yeah. Joey's like, yeah. He's like, just tell me, keep telling me more, 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 more. Like, I'm like, Jesus. And you're like, thank goodness I got that big pay raise to come over here. I, I, I got, know how I was going to work this out. I got all them batteries. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's same thing for Clint, man. When I got there, uh, he was like, more, more, more. And I was like, man, I can't talk this much. This yeah. is insane. But it's just the, it's a generation thing. You know, that younger guy is, is used to having a spotter, used to having information. Dell Jr. probably. I mean, literally when I got here, Matthew, you'll appreciate this. Eddie, I was not a spotter yet. I was a PR guy. Yeah. Eddie would look at me, and we were talking about different things about the sport. And and a guy named Chuck Joyce, and I'm not taking a shot at Chuck when I finish this story, but Chuck Joyce flew in and spotted for Elliot on race day only. He had done Morgan Shepard before Elliot got there. He had done Michael Waltrip in that car before Elliot got there. And, you know, I was just talking to him about the sport in general because I'm a new guy here. I'm 22, 23 years old trying to figure out what's going on. And he pretty much, when he got to the spotter, he's like, yeah, we pretty much get, just give a radio to the dumbest guy here and send him up there to the roof and tell him to hang out for four hours. That mentality changed a lot. Oh, yeah. During my career, you know, and it was two or three years before I made my way to the roof. And I was part, and I'm not saying I was the reason, but I was part of the movement of giving them more useful information to help them. And, uh, and TJ come in kind of as that was going on, but that's no longer. When I see a guy, I mean, I saw a spotter this weekend get pulled. And another spotter came up that had spotted races before. Uh, he got pulled because he wasn't given information. I've seen guys, we see it every year at Daytona. You'll get there, it'll be a new spotter with a new driver, and they'll make a change before the Daytona 500, you know, because that driver isn't getting what he wants. So I think, you know, TJ and I have been part of the game-changing process on that. There's a lot. There's a, there's, it's more, you don't just send, you don't just show up there anymore and start spotting. Like, you don't just show up anymore and, now you're more, way more involved. So, but anyway, it's been fun. It's, it's been might be the longest yeah. show ever. Is it? Well, you got a lot of editing to do. Yeah. 
but uh awesome show guys and yeah. uh thanks for having me uh hosting it casey's off this weekend and next you time guys can you wear casey a wig back. and some really short shorts and uh kind of maybe do your never, best casey hames and i mean i've got some i've got some uh, you gotta no, shave your legs no, i can't I look at that uh, yeah not, so uh, i'll mm. never be a casey oh man that's true. Well, but, but great show, guys. I got to thank One Man Financial, of course, Exalta Studios, and uh, great to be a part of it. And uh, you guys have a good week. Thanks. Thanks. Off to uh, Pocono, man. Yeah. Pocono, I love yes. it. I used to not like to go up here when I was younger. Heart shaped bathtubs. Now, now I love it. Yeah, you want to go hang <laughs> out? I want one? the picture of you two in heart shaped bathtubs. Yeah. Let's hang out one together. <laughs> Where do you stay? You think your feet me? touch me in that heart shaped bathtub? <laughs> I'm telling you, there will be a fight. What's wrong with you that? You can do anything else. Just don't touch me with your feet. That oh, you don't out. like feet? You got a feet thing? I'm out. Uh, See y'all. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliot Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.